today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We certainly know that the city was uh, full throttle, all engines uh, running uh, before uh, COVID-19, but obviously uh, the global pandemic has changed life pretty much in every way we know it. Uh, what has that meant for the city of Hamilton? Let's bring in Norm Schlehan, a Director of Economic Development for the city of Hamilton and is with us now. Norm, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, Scott. Uh, doing my home show as well today. So. Yeah, I hear, I hear you. <laughs> so we all are. Uh, so uh, that being said, um, you know, obviously uh, Hamilton was just on a tear prior to this. I mean, lots of good news, uh, whether it's building permits, this, that, or the other. Uh, the future obviously looking bright. How have things changed during uh, the pandemic from an economic standpoint, from an economic development standpoint? Has it, has it put everything on pause or have you managed to keep moving forward? Well, c- certainly. Uh, I mean, this this pandemic has really uh, affected uh, uh, Hamilton in, in a in a very u- unique way in terms of uh, and not necessarily a good way in the terms of our our, uh, our small retailers, our, our restaurants, and um, and, and, and uh, personal service businesses, accommodation and tourism are certainly feeling the impacts of, of this, and that that can't be uh, overstated in terms of uh, uh, this has been you know uh, that part of our economy has certainly been been affected dramatically. Um, uh, if you look at the flip side, uh, uh, that uh, um, this was actually uh, our, our general manager Jason Thorne just reported to council uh, yesterday for for the for the year end results of uh, building permit activities, and this was actually the third highest year on record in terms of building permit activity that we've had uh, ever. Uh, we were just shy of 1.4 billion in in new construction, so. Um, from a business development standpoint on that side, in terms of uh, seeing new investments um, in our industrial parks, uh, it's been a very, very lucrative year uh, with, with a lot of very high-end uh, high investments taking place. So um, you, you really see it, you know, small business has certainly been affected, but uh, you see some of these larger, larger businesses in the manufacturing goods movement, life sciences uh, sectors that have, have really been benefiting from what's been going on in the pandemic. Obviously, you're involved in uh, the commercial side of economic development. We've seen certainly with housing, and, and again, it was, uh, it's was it been positive for Hamilton for the last couple of years. But uh, obviously, uh, post-COVID-19 or during a, a global pandemic, um, you know, people's priorities have changed. Uh, their, uh, their, their needs and wants have changed. Has that changed the perception of Hamilton? We know what it's done on the housing front, but what on the business side? On the business side, uh, and I think you used the word full throttle in your introduction, Scott. Uh, it has been from a from the industrial side uh, and the marketplace there uh, that has not changed. That did not cease. In fact, uh, there's still a lot of interest in Hamilton as a as a destination for for manufacturing business, for goods movement, uh, life science. Uh, um, I mean, lots of examples. Uh, we take a look at uh, last year, of course. Everyone, you know. Uh, heard of the Amazon fulfillment center by the airport, uh, mm. but there were many other many other investments as well uh, in, in terms of uh, Corbeck uh, steel galvanizing plant that uh, has gone up and, and the steel is going up in our our uh, our Red Hill Business Park and uh, uh, and they're going to be hiring 100 people uh, uh, starting in uh, Q4 of this year, uh, as well as Sierra Cold Cold Services is putting on another 150,000 square foot expansion on their facility and adding substantially to their labor force up there as well. So we're seeing it across a, a large number of sectors, and that investment interest still remains strong. Um, we, we are um, very strategically situated. I mean, they talk about location, location, location. 
Um, but uh, certainly uh, the, with the growth outside the, from the GTA, the GTA has become much more expensive in terms of a destination for for companies in terms of land values, development charges and the like. And Hamilton does offer a very large competitive advantage to that, as well as take away a lot of the gridlock uh, that uh, the companies but uh, being in the GTA. What are you expecting post-COVID-19 pandemic after there is a vaccination and, and we all, whatever the new normal is, have moved on? What are you predicting? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, I don't have a crystal ball by, by any means, but uh, if, if you take a look at some of the reports that have come out uh, uh, for, for those companies that have been managed to stay afloat and, and come, come through this, uh, they're the predicting that uh, the tourism side should see a very dramatic uh, shift in terms of people are going to be wanting to go out and do things. So when people are, have the ability to go out and do things, uh, they're, they're expecting a very, very steep, uh, very steep uh, recovery in a, uh, just going right up as people want to get out there and be able to, to to spend some of their money, uh, uh, there, there are some folks that have. Uh, if you if you uh, listen to the reports and read the reports, uh, people have been saving money up during this this time, and uh, they they hopefully will have discretionary money to spend and, and spend it by going out to restaurants, by going out to the attractions, and and re- really in, in enjoying life. Uh, you know, once those vaccines are are in play. Has this changed the way Hamilton does business from an economic development standpoint? Has have you had to 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 be nimble to 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 move on the feet, pivot all those keywords? Yes, uh, you, you know what? Certainly, um, you know, I made the comment earlier on that I'm it's the Norm Home Show today as well. Uh, I mean, all these investments that we talked about last year during that record year really took place uh, in a virtual environment. Uh, I mean, all these these approval meetings and other things that you need to get your your permits and, and planning applications approved that that all happened virtually um and uh and that that's quite the accomplishment actually when you think about that these are usually meetings that take place around a table uh with with many people many discussions and you know what to be able to accomplish these things virtually is, is really quite remarkable so in, in that regard uh certainly uh we've been nimble nimble in that regard the way we're doing business now in terms of like dealing with clients again with in the whole virtual environment we're looking at you know, virtual platforms as well in terms of how we market ourselves uh, as a city moving forward. Uh, because pandemic or no, no pandemic, I think this has really opened everyone's eyes that uh, there is another way to do business and that uh, that it is acceptable to do things online. Obviously, not everything is going to be online. Uh, I think that personal element is still extremely important, but uh, there, there are certainly other opportunities that can probably be more, more cost effective. And, uh, and uh, you know what, from a marketing perspective, uh, a little little creative as well. So, do you think a lot of these changes may stick? They'll they'll become uh, the plan, the protocol. Um, I, I think, uh, and, and I have the discussion with my wife uh, quite frequently when we're taking our walks at night, and uh, it's like I, I think the challenge is going to be as, as we move forward is what is that balance and what does that balance look like between a, yeah. an in person and a and an actual uh, virtual meeting and what what takes priority and, and how do we manage our time that way because that's going to be the challenge as well because right now we have the ability to do ten or twelve meetings in a day. Uh, just from, but when you have to start putting in, uh, you know, those other pieces in, in terms of, you know, okay, well, I have to actually meet that, that individual for two hours, and then I have a virtual meeting. It's starting, to, it's probably going to start to get a little, little, little. So I, I think, Scott, to answer your question, I think you're going to see a combination of both moving forward. Um, and I think this has really opened people's eyes as to what is possible from a virtual, a virtual standpoint.
Norm Schlehan has been with us, Director of Economic Development for the City of Hamilton. And uh, good news, Hamilton just keeps right on growing, even through a COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, still a bright future for the Hammer. Norm, thanks for the time. Uh, be well, and uh, all our best to the those down at the city that are trying to keep us safe. Thanks so much. Thanks, Scott. Take care. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Taking care of business, trying to help those uh, businesses in the hammer that are uh, greatly affected by the COVID-19 global pandemic. Uh, Clearly, you've heard of uh, what this has done to the hospitality industry, travel, uh, restaurants, that sort of thing. Uh, Obviously, small businesses, too, mom and pop shops, that sort of thing, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, it's a difficult challenge on the best of times, at the best of times. Uh, to keep your business profitable, but uh, obviously you throw in a global pandemic and uh, things go south pretty fast. So uh, this time of the day, we uh, we've dedicated this time to uh, to various Hamilton businesses and restaurants and such that uh, just need a little bit of a shove this time of the year. Uh, this time of the year, my goodness, this time of the year, January anyway. But then you add in a global pandemic. Uh, obviously, it creates a lot of uh, concern. Let's bring in Holly Johnston, owner of the Haberdashery, and is with us now. Holly, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm managing. Hope you're well as well. So tell everybody where, first of all, what is a haberdashery and where you are located? So the haberdashery is a vintage clothing boutique. So I had a bricks and mortar up on Concession Street in Hamilton. So uh, talk a little bit about how the COVID-19 global pandemic has affected your business as a result. Well, um, I really only had a year under my belt up at that location when the pandemic first hit. So I had to make the decision to unfortunately close up shop and move to an online only platform. So the actual bricks and mortar uh, store is gone at this point. It is gone at this point, yes. So how do you transfer that to an online operation? Uh, Well, it's been a very uh, overwhelming task. I had to make sure that all of my items have been properly photographed and measured and uh, properly stored in order to have everything listed all online as opposed to just having people being able to come in and, you know, peruse the racks and actually see and feel and touch and try things on. So, yeah, it's been... uh, it's been a lot, but it's been fun, and I mean, it's still uh, it's still working. Thank God for online shopping and the huge push towards that that's been happening this past year. So, how mm-hmm. difficult it how difficult is it to do online clothing, and then the specialty type of store that you do, as you mentioned, it's one of those things that I can imagine people would want to come in, see it, touch it, that sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's pretty challenging in the sense that people people like to try stuff on regardless, right? Yeah, so especially especially vintage garments, just because I mean you like to be able to see firsthand that there's nothing actually wrong with it. And sizing was so different back then, right? So having to make sure I have the most accurate measurements possible, so many different uh, angles for all the different photographs and everything that I post so people can really get as close to a live experience as they possibly can before they actually make the purchase. What's it like being in business in the vintage clothing business? Talk about this market. Uh, who goes there? Who, what's, uh, what sort of opportunity is there there? It's honestly super fun. It's it's very different from the other, you know, retail experiences of the world that uh, everyone currently goes through. I mean, I previously worked in fast fashion retail, and it's it's completely, completely different. Um, and to be perfectly honest, over the last, I'd say, at least five to ten years, there's been a huge uh, push towards it. People are gravitating more towards uh, sustainable fashion and wanting to 
up cycle and reuse things from the past. And there was a lot of cool stuff from back then and definitely higher quality. Things are not made the way that they used to be. That's for sure. So, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a good point right there. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you uh, see today probably wouldn't be uh, around long enough to actually make it into the doors of a haberdashery. No, disintegrate by then. <laughs> exactly. um, is it about sustainability? How much of that plays into this? Honestly, I think especially recently, like the last couple of years, it's been way more um, of a focus and more of a reason why people are opting to buy vintage and secondhand uh, just to see what the fast fashion industry is doing to the world and to our environment. It's just, it's nuts. So it's, there's definitely been a lot more talk about that. And I think more people are aware of the effects and all the, the negative effects and the positive effects of, you know, shopping sustainable. So it's definitely more out there now for sure. Where, where do you get your stuff from? How, how does, how does a product come in? Well, my favorite way of doing it, I do a lot of different things. Like I go to other secondhand uh, shops and I go to, mm-hmm markets and antique stores but my favorite is estate sales and auctions so you really wow. never know what you're going to get oh man i can just think of when we emptied my parents house out <laughs> and everybody says that and i always like oh man i wish you would have called me but, you know uh, that's that's fascinating you say that because many who i've talked to who have been through what i've just talked about I just explained is that you know people are looking at stuff and it's like i don't want it i don't want it i don't have room for it but man it's good stuff what do we do with it and a lot of it just ends up getting chucked exactly yeah like i, I just recently had an experience with an estate and same thing i mean just to see all these wonderful things just getting tossed and i was like oh you should have called me sooner but i was able to go in and rescue a few uh, different items that yeah, that's definitely the most uh, the most interesting one. Well, I'll certainly remember this for next time. Um, <laughs> yes, so, <you> website <laughs> or exactly uh, <laughs> website or anything we can go to to find out more about the haberdashery. So, the best way to find me online is at uh, is on Instagram. So, my Instagram is the haberdashery insta, and that has all the different links to all of my other pages and my online selling platforms. All right, Holly Johnson has been with us, owner of the Haberdashery, and have moved it online. You can search uh, the Haberdashery to find out more. Holly, thanks so much for the time and insight. Good luck to you with this. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.